Would you do me a favor? I have had some amazing news. My book, Past Lives with Pets, was nominated for a Visionary Award for 2020. Thank you so much to everyone who supported this book and who supports my work over the years. I am so very grateful and I need your help. Would you vote for my book? You can do this by going over to my website at pastlifelady.com. Click on the blog link and it'll take you to an, a short article I wrote and the link is there. The votes will be counted up until April 30th. And just know I am so very grateful for your support and friendship over the years. I've got tons of new books coming out um, over these next few years that I hope you will love as well. Just remember when you do this survey, it's going to take a little while. There's many, many categories and you won't see Past Lives with Pets until you get pretty far down the survey. You do need to answer every section of the survey in order for it to count. And just know that I'm grateful for the few minutes of your time and just know it means the world to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Namaste. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hey there, I hope you had a wonderful week. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting Past Lives with Pets. It's nominated for a Visionary Award, and you can still vote between now and April 30th. So I actually went out on my website And I made some changes. So if you go over to pastlifelady.com, I've got a link to that survey. I've also got links there that you can follow to go off to the Healing Arts School and to the YouTube channel where you can watch this program. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened to this program this year for all your love and support, your friendship. It's just meant the world to me. It is really hard to believe that it's been about a year since I started the online school and started the Healing Arts Podcast, and just know that I'm grateful, and I'm I'm still enjoying the journey, and we are going to continue this together. Speaking of things that I'm so grateful for, my guest today is absolutely phenomenal. I have the world of respect for Suzanne Giesman. She has been on one heck of a journey, my friends, just as we all have. You know, it's really hard to make the decision that you are going to leave your career behind and go into the spiritual arena. 
Suzanne was a former military officer. I mean, she was top of her game and she followed the calling and she's wonderful. So let's settle in and check it out. I know you're going to love Suzanne Giesman. Hi there, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. I am so thrilled today that I have Suzanne Giesman, who is one of the world's most wonderful and amazingly talented psychic mediums working today. She is incredible. Her credentials are amazing. Let me read you just a few of the many. She is now author of 13 books. Her gift of evidential mediumship has been tested and verified by many notable afterlife experts. She is a former Navy commander and she was actually aide to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff during 9-11. And due to a spiritual journey, which we will be asking her about, she has developed her gift and talent and service to the world. Suzanne, it is an honor to have you on the show. Let me thank you for your service, both in the military and to humanity at this time. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Shelly, anytime I can share the messages of hope with people, it's my honor. Trust me. Yes, you are amazing. I would love it if you would share um, with our listeners just what was it like to be a Navy commander and be in the Joint Chiefs during the time that you served in the military. That is just so fascinating. Oh, it, it was definitely the highlight of my career. My first week as aide to the chairman, who's the head of the whole US military, was uh, President Bush's inauguration. So I was right there when the president had his hand on, you know, on the Bible, taking the oath. I was like 100 feet back inside the Capitol watching because I had just put my boss on the podium. And then, uh, geez, just a few days later, got to fly on Air Force One with the president. and with the Secretary of Defense. And that, that whole year that I was the aide was like that, just exciting things that you only see in the movies. And then 9-11, of course, was the low point of all of that. But I was, uh, we left our building, the Pentagon that morning uh, en route Europe on a plane. We were uh, gonna travel around Europe, but at the end of that week, the chairman was gonna be knighted by Queen Elizabeth. I was gonna be right there for that. and. Of course, it didn't happen. We we came back to Washington, flew right over Manhattan as this plume of smoke is coming up. And uh, yeah, a very impactful time for me, that whole tour. Wow. Thank you so much for your service again. That had to have been unbelievable. And so many things in our world have changed now after that time as well. Yeah, and it, it's, it's amazing. It seems like it was just a blink of an eye but yet you look at a whole generation of people who, who weren't even alive then. It's amazing. It is. It's incredible. And then, so you had this naval career, this amazing career, and then you had a spiritual epiphany, for lack of, you know, to bring it the long story short, after um, Susan, something happened to your stepdaughter Susan and I was wondering if you would share that with us. I will. Uh, my husband and I, the day I retired, took off in our sailboat cruising long term. Uh, we crossed the Atlantic Ocean. We're sailing around the Mediterranean and this was 2006 before people had cell phones with international service and we got a, a an email through our radio on the boat that said you need to phone home. It's important had no idea what was about to unfold. And it took us a day to get to a telephone booth. Remember what those were? Oh, yeah. And this is in Europe. This was in Croatia and uh, got 
words that really just took the legs out from under us that Susan, my husband's daughter, a sergeant in the Marine Corps had been crossing the flight line on duty and a bolt of lightning out of the blue struck her down and uh, killed her and her unborn baby. And uh, so the epiphany really came for me when I we came back to the United States and I looked at the body, the body in the coffin, not her. I didn't look at her. I looked right. at this body and the epiphany was, that's not Susan. You, you can't possibly have killed that spirit. There must really be this thing called a spirit. And Susan, if you're around, I am going to find you myself. And that became my mission. And I fulfilled that mission. I connected with her personally and through mediums and made it my mission to tell the world that there is an afterlife. But in the very beginning, Shelly, I had no idea I would be doing it as a medium myself because I was, was never one to have seen spirits to be psychic at all. And now it's just opened up so beautifully. Absolutely. You know, that's so interesting the way you described seeing Susan and realizing she is not there anymore. This, I had a similar experience that kind of got me into what I'm doing now as well. When a friend of mine was killed, I was 25. I had never seen a dead body of anyone before. And I thought the same thing. Yeah. Thought, Where does this person go? And I think at that time, I also, I started going to mediums and digging into this further. Don't you think that that's pretty natural for people to oh, very natural and, it, and it's why we call it a wake-up call it helps you awaken to the greater reality it was just this knowing and that comes from the soul that there is something that enlivens the body way more than just a heart and a brain and it's the spirit when we say oh they have a vibrant spirit we really mean that and that's the part that doesn't die Yes. How did Susan first come through to you? And how did you really realize this is real and this is happening? Oh, my goodness. Well, I took my husband to a medium. I found somebody that didn't know me, didn't know my last name. I didn't give her my last name because I was so skeptical and so worried about being uh, duped in my grief. And yeah. this woman left no doubt in my mind or my Navy captain husband's mind that Susan was in that room with us. She told us details she could not have possibly known. And one very strange thing that happened was this big potted plant that was sitting on a coffee table fell off the table on its own and crashed on the floor. I've never had anything like that happen around me. But right in the middle of the reading, when this medium is reporting this phenomenal bits of evidence about Susan, I, I was sobbing and it, it rocked my world so much because I couldn't deny it. And there was no other explanation, including when the medium suddenly says, and wait, wait, this, this young woman who, who keeps calling you, sir, daddy is bringing forth this little baby boy who she wants to introduce to you because you don't know him. And she was going to have a boy when she was killed. So um, it took me days to wrap my head around that. I mean, I went in there hoping to hear from Susan, but some part of you says, no, it can't possibly be right. Even though the, the soul says, yes, it can. And once I wrap my head around it, boy, I just, was all over. Now I want to have all over it. I want to have my own experience with Susan. 
And I want to let people know this is real by writing a book about mediumship. So I did both. Absolutely. What a gift to others, because, you know, listening to your story, I mean, there's just so many people I'm sure who can relate to that idea of losing someone and just needing to hear from them on the more experiential level. And you've developed methods that are helping people all over the world to do exactly that. So do you believe that everyone can open themselves to this kind of communication? Yes. And it follows a bell curve, like most things in life. So you have this small percentage, maybe 10 to 20% who will just immediately open to that. And maybe 60% in the middle there will have some good experiences. And then the other 20 to 10% will have a real hard time, maybe nothing at first, but if they really had the commitment and followed the, the tools that many mediums teach, they could very well themselves. And it's, it's simple to understand why, because what happens is we come to know that we're not these bodies. We are spirit as well. We are, that's a spirit has a woo woo sound to it, but really it's consciousness, awareness, non-physical sentience that is here to have experiences. And this body is the vessel through which we have those experiences. But even without the body, we continue on as consciousness. So I teach so much more than just techniques. I teach the the non-dual, that, that means unity consciousness, uh, understanding of how the connection is possible and why it happens. Why does it happen? <laughs> because we, uh, we all are the expressions of one amazingly intelligent creative source that's not a person, not a thing, it just is. It's our underlying reality that that awareness spaciousness presence we all arise from that when we can shut out this external focus that we're so wrapped in wrapped up in our external world and slip back into just being surrendering our need to control what happens next but with a very clear intention to know what we need to know, to make the connections we need to make in this moment, in that moment of being completely surrendered with a strong, clear intention and a quiet spaciousness, here arises exactly the experience we need to have with our loved ones. So I teach people how to get into that state, how to understand what it is and why all these beautiful, magical connections happen when we, as a story, get out of the way. Absolutely. Don't you think this last year has been really interesting in terms of exactly what you're saying, forcing people now to come in and to be where maybe they never have before? Have you experienced more opening with people? Oh, yes. And, and people realize I don't have control. So that causes us to stretch and grow and say, well, if I can't control this life around me, what's really going on here? How do I find peace? And it's, it's a beautiful journey and it's not always without its pain. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of that, like how hard was it for your, your family, your former coworkers and everyone to start embracing the new Suzanne who is opening to all of these other dimensions of reality? Was it, was it a challenge or? 
Well, there's a, a documentary called Messages of Hope that's on Amazon Prime and YouTube that shows uh, this transition I made. Lots of pictures from my military days. We reenacted some of the scenes around the time of Susan's passing. My husband's great on, on that documentary. And there's one scene that we reenacted that, of course, actually happened with the senior enlisted aide to the chairman. We used to work together. And I come out of the closet and tell him about this work I'm doing. And it's really it's beautiful to see how he accepted it because he knows me and he knows I'm not a storyteller and I wouldn't get into something if I didn't have the full trust that this was real. So the people who do know me, they know I can believe her. As for my husband and my family, I share the evidence that comes through when I make these connections from the very first connection. Ty, listen to what just happened. I tuned into this woman and I felt her husband and I got his nickname Twinkle Toes and he told me he died of cancer at 70 and he was an engineer and it's true and what are you supposed to say to that when you're when you live with the person and you know them the only thing you can say is wow <laughs> you know and it's been just one wow moment after another till my husband is completely on board totally supportive because he sees the immense healing that it brings to people just like that medium brought to us. And that's my goal. Absolutely. You have a program called the Awakened Way. So tell us about that. Yeah, it's interesting. You call it a program. I just call it a way of life. It's uh, a way of living based on three principles. All of these came from the interaction I had with a young man across the veil named Wolf. This is his nickname. His name was Michael. And that's told in my book, Wolf's Message, he came back from across the veil to share with all of us that as a species, as humanity, we're all out of balance and it's why we're experiencing turmoil and it's why we don't feel our innate connection with everything and everyone. And the awakened way is a distillation of what he shared. And the first part is that we are both human and spirit souls and like i said an expression of this divine beingness so knowing that changes everything you can just shift your focus find peace and know that love never dies the second principle is that we're part of one big web connecting everything on this side of the veil, across the veil. We, in other words, are not independent beings. We are not separate. We are interdependent. And that also changes everything. If I had known these things decades ago, I would have had a lot more peace and not done such silly things as we humans do. And then the third principle of the awakened way is you find your way home with a capital H through the heart. Most people are not happy. They're not content. They're actually miserable on the inside. Can't sit still for long. Have to be reaching for something, either a cell phone or food or drinks. And it's because they're homesick with a capital H. There's something inside them that just can't be filled no matter how much you take in. And the heart is the bridge to the soul. And if you can learn to, to pause and take a breath and ask for help to find what's missing inside that changes everything absolutely yeah and you are very in touch with your own spirit guides and i know that's something that you're helping your readers and students with as well yeah 
how can people connect better with their guides? This is something people ask me as well. And I'm yeah, and this is part of my whole teaching. I have a whole series of recordings with hemi-sync tones that help you drop into a meditative state very easily and getting to know your guides. When I first started on this path, Shelly, I didn't even want to talk about spirit guides. That sounds so woo-woo. You know, the weird yeah. people talk to spirit guides. And now I just can't imagine living my life without them. Once you realize that you always have help available and it's as easy as doing this. Help me out here. I don't know what to do next pause, listen, and get an insight. Or I'm just feeling really alone and just feeling this, this internal hug that says, no, you're not, you're never alone. And you, we love you so much. Imagine that. That's what everybody wants. And it's right here. We all have these helpers assigned to us from birth and they are ready to help. But part of the game is you have to ask which requires trusting and opening your mind just enough to let belief in and say, all right, I'll play, I'll try this a little bit. And so I have so many videos on YouTube that, that talk about asking your guides for evidence. All right, I'll play along, but you got to prove it to me. So give me some evidence that you're really here. In the next few days, I want you to show me a yellow book. I mean, that just came, it just dropped into my mind. Why did I say that? Because I know the way this game works, that somehow the guides know I'm going to see a yellow book in the next day or two. They already have the big pictures. It'll probably arrive from Amazon, a gift from somebody with a yellow cover. And it's magical to work like that. And then you open this package and there's this book with a great big yellow cover. And you say, wow, well, that was a coincidence. Let's do it again. You know, and you just keep playing with them. And then when you do ask your questions, like, do I stay with this job or not? Boy, that was a big yes. All right. And you act on it and then things open up for you. You learn to trust and work with them. It changes everything. Yeah, and don't you think that a lot of times we are getting the answers, but then we're not listening to the advice? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, how many people have said, I should have done that. I knew I was supposed to do that. And when you do it often enough, you, you start to trust. Yeah, I think the more you do it, then the more you realize my life goes better when I do this than when, it, when I didn't. And I always think about that cartoon about the people stranded in the boat and he's asking God for a sign. Oh. And so they bring a helicopter, they bring another boat over. He goes, oh, no, no, you know, God's coming to get me. You know, I think we're getting signs, but maybe it's not showing up in the wrapping paper that we're expecting. So that's right. That's right. Away, you know? Yep. yep. I tell people to watch for what I call snags, but this takes awareness. You're just, you've asked a question for your guides or you've asked for help from God or whatever for, from a loved one who passed. And now it's your job to stay aware of what's going on. And a snag is all of a sudden you, you were scanning and something made you go like that. And it was a street sign or something, anything. And if you're not aware, you'll just keep on going. But once you set the intention to notice the snags, you pull the thread and you go back to what snagged you and you read the street sign and it's your mother's name after you ask to hear from mom, you know, or it, it's the answer to your question. And so it, it requires a level of alertness, but it starts with you setting the intention to get guidance or an answer and then making it your goal to pay attention, to be aware. And so we have to help ourselves 
but we definitely have help. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like God helps those who help themselves and so do our yeah, guides. Yeah, exactly. I was getting dimes all the time. I thought it was a coincidence as well. And now I just know dimes will come in. I don't know where they're face up. I just call them dimes from heaven. I just know, oh, there's a sign. We're going to follow it. And one beautiful thing to know is that many times you see that when you might not have seen it before, because somebody who loves you puts in your mind, look there now. It's oh, this absolutely. is this is the web. This is the interdependence. We're not alone. We're so guided. And as my guides have told me to say, all of our brilliant thoughts are not our own. <laughs> exactly. Yes, we've got so much help. Yeah. Um, I wrote a book several years ago on parallel worlds and how we might the idea that perhaps when we're feeling comforted by our guides, that perhaps that's a future version of ourselves. Have you ever considered anything like that? I haven't given a lot of thought to future worlds, but as those across the veil tell us, time does not unfold in the linear fashion as it does here. They do have a bigger perspective. And so I know that anything is possible. It would be fun to ponder that for a while. Yeah, it's uh, kind of far out. It's been coming more into my awareness lately again, for some reason, even though it occurred to me many, many years ago. Huh. So when people lose someone, how it's so raw at first, how can they begin opening to the idea that their loved one is around them? How are they going to start to perceive those things? Do you okay. Think? Immerse yourself in literature and videos and anything you can find about the afterlife, read credible sources, read and watch videos. Sometimes people in deep grief can't read, can't focus. So watch videos about people who have had near death experiences, uh, find credible organizations like helpingparentsheal.org that has YouTube interviews with experts in the afterlife and grief recovery and trauma recovery. And just dive in, but at the same time, set the intention that you become more open to exactly what you need to know to propel your soul's journey, because everything that happens to us, even though it may seem to be a tragedy, is an opportunity for a new opening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you think about the current the, the changes that we've been going through since the coronavirus and the things that are coming up in the future? how do you feel about the current time that we're in and our opportunity for growth? Well, that's it. it, it we, we can say this is horrible. This is terrible. Change is awful, but that's the human. It doesn't like change and grips and claws to stay the same. When you learn that there is this underlying source and we just flow from it, when we just flow with what's happening, instead of hanging onto the shore, and take action as guided. So flowing doesn't mean you just sit back and take things that are wrong, but you just seek guidance as you flow with reality. Instead of fighting reality, we see that change is part of life That's right. and it's not always comfortable. So at least we're not gonna suffer while we're going with the change. We learned to say this phrase my guides gave me 10 years ago, as we watch and we say, isn't that interesting. So you say yes to reality. Reality is what is, good or bad. 
that's all part of life you say yes and then because this is like improv we souls come here knowing we're going to have challenges and we respond to each challenge by making choices hopefully from the heart but in improv the actors are not allowed to control anything they say yes and what's next yes and and in that moment of and you just kind of surrender to guidance and say and I'm gonna do this next. And then the, you're just part of the flow now, instead of resisting. Hmm. Absolutely. I think a lot of these things, just being able to flow is decisions that are being made right in this moment. And as we're guided with this loving support that's around us, and then this starts to unfold a new path for us as we are going through changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's when we think we have all the answers and that life has to go this way, that we suffer but uh, if you wake up in the morning with an attitude of oh, i wonder what's going to happen today i'm going to flow with it i'm not going to resist it the resistance is so uncomfortable really life flows beautifully it doesn't mean there isn't pain i can't stop other people from dying i can't stop bad things from happening but if i don't resist it good things always come back around. That's just life, the ups and downs. That is, I think, you know, the, I think the kids now, the younger kids are probably having the hardest time with this because mm -hmm. I think back to, if, if I was 20 years old going through some of these changes, that would be a lot more difficult than once I'm a little older, which I am, you know, you start to understand what you're saying is that sometimes things are going well, sometimes they're not, and you can ride these waves and get to something better and that good things are coming because, yeah change is coming and it's going to be good yeah. and just focusing on that and so i think there's um you know there's hope oh there's always hope because the, our essence is divine literally and goodness yeah absolutely so tell us um any new projects coming up any new seminars well, uh, next weekend, and maybe after this is broadcast, but I'll, it'll be online after that, is a class in personal mediumship. That's a coin that I termed. I'm sure I give credit. I have to give credit to that to my spirit guides because I went online and it didn't exist. I thought, oh, that's cool because it's exactly what I'm going for. Mediumship is communicating with those who have passed. Usually we think of a medium as the intermediary for other people who can't hear spirits. So personal mediumship is, I wanna connect with my own loved ones who have passed. So many of my students have taken my online classes and my in-person classes in mediumship, but they have no intention of being a medium. They just wanna learn how to connect with their own loved ones. So I've developed a course that's for those people. And it really digs into the hows and the whys, and I'm, I'm excited about that. I also have some new recordings with the Hemisync company, Tools for Awakening. The first one just came out a couple months ago, and uh, the second one will be out probably within another month. And they're just beautiful experiences, not even a meditation, experiences of the music, the spoken words that were channeled by my guides, and the binaural beats, uh -huh. those three things put together and it gives people a chance to literally experience our higher self. So that is I'm wonderful. Grateful. Those hemisync yeah. programs are so fantastic and everyone is going to love it. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. It's such a joy because my team is the one in spirit is the one that gives me all this, this wonderful tools. 
uh, daily messages that go out to thousands of people every day. And I get emails from people every day saying those messages were meant for me and they're so uplifting. Yes. And thank you for, for uh, showing me another way of looking at my challenges. Absolutely. Everybody needs to hear that right now. And you've got a lot of fans who watch my show who just absolutely have adored your work. You're doing great work for everyone out there. How can people connect with these wonderful daily messages of yours? Go to dailyway.org and you can sign up to get them by email. I can't believe in a time when we all get so many emails that so many people ask to get these in their inbox every day. You can read them on my Facebook page, Suzanne Giesman, and then SuzanneGiesman.com includes the Daily Way messages as well. Absolutely. We will have the links for the listeners and viewers. Suzanne, thank you for all the work you've done. And don't you feel that this you were military service, but now you're in, still in service? To oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have to tell you that I, I told somebody this funny story that back when I was in the Pentagon, this was when I was also a special assistant to the chief of the Navy. A couple, I had a, that job, then I was a commanding officer, then the chairman's aide. So I was really honored to serve in some great tours of duty. But when I was the aide to the head of the Navy, I hung out with three other women we were all the same rank. And at that time we were all single and it wasn't more than maybe five years ago. One of them, their husband, she, she married, I married and her husband was killed in a terrible bike accident. Somebody was texting him, ran into him. And we all for the first time in a long time got in communication with each other. We had lost contact. And I found out that one of those women had become the head of the Navy JAG Corps. Everybody knows JAG because they watch the show, right? I looked at her picture online, a three-star admiral, big stripes on her arm, three-star admiral. And my first thought was, oh my God, I could have been an admiral. My husband always tells me, if you'd stayed in, you'd have been an admiral. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But, but oh, seeing yeah. that, to see one of my friends who went that high, it was this moment of, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, all of these faces of the children who've died, who've, who I've brought through to their parents in readings, and the parents and the spouses, they just flooded my mind. And I just said to the spirit, there aren't enough stars in the world to take away the honor of serving all of you. And, and that put Ooh. everything in perspective for me. I never, I never looked back at my Navy career, but it was just that one moment, you know, yeah. when, when you say, wow, what a change. And I wouldn't give up this path for any, I know it's my path because yeah. to go from that background to this one has to be some divine plan because now people, they see the pictures of me in the military, they look at my work now and they say, I want to believe, I really want to believe, but I was afraid to, but if she can believe and she gets that kind of evidence, then all right, then I'm going think, to open up to this. I think the thing is we talked about earlier. I mean, your military background, you are a role model to all women as are your friends. I mean, this is incredible just in that alone. And then when you bring your mediumship to it, everybody's going to respect that. Because military people, you know, I'm just making a broad generalization, but yeah. you're geniuses, you're, you, you've got the credentials. 
So well, it's funny though, because the, the chairman who I served, the four-star head of the United States military, when he found out about the documentary Messages of Hope, he did not, he didn't want his face shown, he didn't want his name given. He he did not respect the work. He was he grew up in the Bible belt. He's very by the book. He hadn't had the personal experience. So I totally get that. Right. But he made some disparaging comments about people in this line of work. And it was my time to face Goliath because I just knew what I knew. And without being aggressive or defensive from the heart said, I respect what you're saying, but yeah. this work is done with integrity and it's the most healing work I can possibly imagine having come from the depths of despair. So say what you will, but I stand in what I do. And he apologized in writing. It was beautiful, wow. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody comes to this whole life experience just they they are who they are and if like you said if they haven't had yeah. any of these kinds of experiences like what you and your husband had to go through yeah maybe and they so haven't yeah. gotten there yet yeah so i don't take on skeptics i let the evidence speak for itself and if people aren't open to this or ready for it that's okay we'll all get to the other side and meet up and have a good chat <laughs> that's right we will you lived in japan overseas as well correct yes i loved that in panama it. was that the other place in panama yeah mm -hmm. wow, i love japan i haven't been to panama yet but i love japan did you enjoy it there totally totally i lived in a house with the the tatami met floors and the rice paper oh. walls and spoke japanese with my neighbors and love sushi to this day <laughs> yeah it's a really beautiful culture so yeah yeah, it's quite a journey you've been on, Suzanne. And I say, God bless you and keep it going. Keep it going. Thank you. And thank you for helping us get the word out. Absolutely. We will have you back soon. And we're sending you lots of blessings and love. And friends, check out Suzanne's email, her website, and all of her wonderful teachings. I'll have the links below. Her books are amazing. And we will see you next time on another episode of Healing Arts. We'll be right back. Hey, my friend, have you known your pet? in a past life well believe it or not a lot of people have you can check out case histories and find out more about your connections to your little fuzzballs in my book past lives with pets check it out and find out today Welcome back to Healing Arts. I'm Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. I hope you loved my chat with Suzanne Giesman. She is absolutely amazing. You know, sometimes in life you have to make these tough choices, but she followed her heart. And she's helping so many people. Definitely check out her website. She's got an amazing list. Um, very, very inspirational. And somebody who I know you will want to get to know better.
Meanwhile, dear one, I hope you have an amazing week and I'm looking forward to next time. We've got some amazing guests coming up. I, I'm not doing any of my um, preview clips anymore because I'm kind of shuffling some things around, but just know that we have some really amazing guests. You will love them. And if you have suggestions for guests, definitely send me an email, Shelly at ShellyCare.com. And meanwhile, have a blessed week and I will see you next time on Healing Arts. Hey friends, guess what? I've got a new book coming out from Llewellyn Worldwide on March 8th called Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life. This book is based on something I call genealogical regressions because sometimes when I'm working with clients, I go into their past lives and I realize this is not the source event of the challenge. We need to send light and love to ancestors in order to make our lives the wonderful places that we want to be. So I hope you'll check out my new book and stay tuned for class announcements, book signings, and more as March gets closer. Heal your ancestors to heal your life coming March 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. Hey friends, it's Dr. Shelley. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or trauma, check out my book, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. This is a book filled with amazing case histories of clients who have successfully healed their anxiety and trauma, and it has a lot of guided journeys in it designed to help you get through these challenging times. Click on my website at pastlifelady.com, follow the book links, and check out Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories today.